Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Scott Strickland. Scott is the Chief Information Officer at Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, the largest hotel franchiser in the world with over 9,200 locations. He previously served as CIO for Wyndham Hotels Group before the spinoff of Wyndham Hotels and Resorts in 2018. In this interview, Scott discusses Wyndham's investments in the cloud and various platforms, how the company leverages them to meet the needs of various constituent groups, and how the insights his team draws from them help drive the broader business strategy of the organization. Scott also explains the technology implications behind the Wyndham Hotels and Resorts spinoff, the acquisition of La Quinta, the pandemic, and how he and his team and the company managed through a period of great dynamism and complexity. Finally, we discuss what the future looks like for the hospitality industry and some of the trends he sees coming out of the pandemic. If you enjoy Technovation, please consider reading my new book, Getting to Nimble, How to Transform Your Company into a Digital Leader. The book's available now on Amazon or wherever else you buy books. As a special offer to our CXO listeners, if you purchase the book for your team, I'd be happy to join your team for a group discussion on it. To learn more, write us at information at metastrategy.com or visit gettingtonimble.com. Thank you. And now for a word from our partner, Tanium, and the company's co-founder and chief executive officer, Orion Hindawi. Orion wanted to take a moment to provide some recommendations for CXOs in charge of technology and digital about how best to manage the cybersecurity landscape. Yeah, so our customers, I think, are realizing there are three things that they really need to be secure. The first is they have way too many products. And as a result of that, they're unable to operate all these products well, and there are holes in their security posture that are created as a result. Many of our customers have 20 or 30 or sometimes 50 different tools. And if they can move to a platform approach, they have a much higher chance of succeeding. The second thing that a lot of our customers are realizing is they need certain visibility on their environment. Every asset where it is, who's using it, what data's on it, what vulnerabilities it has, and to really be able to trust that they have three or four nines confidence in that data set instead of, in some cases, 85 or 90% confidence, which in reality leaves way, way too much of a surface area of vulnerability. And the third one is they need to be able to remediate problems they find instantaneously at scale, globally, even over slow links, even over devices that are not easy to reach. Because without that capability, unfortunately, even if you know that there's a problem, you're still going to get hit by the security event that comes after it because you can't fix it in time. And so between that platform approach, being able to have really, really comprehensive visibility and having really strong control, our customers are seeing a huge upgrade in their capability. And now on to the interview. Scott Strickland, welcome to Technovation. Great to speak with you today. Hey, thank you for having me on Technovation, Peter. <laughs> well, wonderful. Scott, I, uh, you are the Chief Information Officer of Wyndham, and I thought uh, maybe you could take a quick moment for those who may be less familiar with it to provide an overview of Wyndham's business. If we really look at Wyndham, people hear Wyndham and they think Wyndham Hotels. Absolutely. But we're really comprised of 20 different brands. We go everywhere from Wyndham Grand at our high end all the way to Travel Lodge for our most economical sort of offering. Uh, brands that people have probably heard of are La Quinta, Super 8, Days Inn, and Ramada. We have 8,900 hotels, making us the largest uh, hotel company in the world by number of hotels uh, globally. Very impressive. And as, as CIO, talk a little bit about uh, your purview. What, what, what's within your, your scope as, as Chief Information Officer? My role here at Wyndham is actually pretty unique, Peter. So 
of course, I'm responsible for working with our business partners on defining a business strategy. Any good CIO should be. Uh, once we define that business strategy, then we transition that into an IT strategy. What's that mean from an IT level? And then I take a look at that and I say, okay, how do we drive platforms or commonality out of that? And I think you'll, have, you'll see that as a theme as we continue our discussion, but I'm a big believer in standardized platforms and leveraging those platforms across our 20 brands wherever we can. So that's the standard part, portion. Now, if we look into some of the, uh, the less standard aspects, of course, we continue to look at security, stability, and scalability. But we have three customer groups here at Wyndham that we serve. We serve our internal customers, about 14,000 team members, globally. We serve our franchisees, about 6,000 franchisees own and operate more or less our 8,900 hotels. And then we serve our guests with almost 900,000 rooms. On an average day, we have about 500 to 600,000 people checking in and out of our hotels. So IT services each one of those. And of course, you know, you can very easily draw a bridge on team member. I see how you service the team member. You know, you give me the tools I need to be effective from PCs to networking to security. Sure. How do you service the guest? Well, actually those call centers that people may call into or the tools that people may use to make a reservation, all of those are not only IT supported, but they're IT owned. So for example, Peter, if you were calling in a 1-800 number uh, to make a reservation at a La Quinta, you're actually talking to somebody in the IT organization who in turn is of course using a tool that interfaces in with our reservation system to make that reservation for you. Same thing on the franchisee side. If somebody's trying to check you in and for whatever reason can't find your reservation or has a question about it or needs to extend it tonight and isn't sure how, they call somebody in the IT organization and say, hey, help me out. How can I extend Peter's reservation? Or, oh, I didn't get his loyalty number in. I wanna make sure I get his loyalty number in. So uh, it's, a, it's pretty unique in that manner. Very interesting. I'd love to uh, go back through a couple of things that you said there. First of all, you talked about a, a key aspect of what you focus on is the development of platforms. Um, talk a bit about the way, and you, you, you uh, gave a little bit of an overview of that, but I'd love to have you dive in a little bit deeper to provide examples of some of the platforms you've invested in and how you think about their application and why that is a strategic priority of yours. It has been a journey on those platforms. So we started our, our platform voyage about four years ago in 2017 or so with five platforms, five standard ones, a central reservation system, a property management system, a digital system, a data platform of some type, and then a sales and service platform around all of them. And what we did in each one of those cases is we said, we want to use one system wherever we can with very rare exceptions. So we're on one central reservation system that we bought and in every one of these cases, what we did is we looked at the best available software out there and we bought it. We did not build it. So, you know, we use Sabre, for example, as our central reservation system. Uh, for our sales and service support system, we use salesforce.com. Makes sense. Each one of these is cloud-based, supported by somebody who's supposedly best in breed <laughs> and somebody who shares our vision for passionate customer service. So over time we took, we were on disparate systems. For example, we had five separate central reservation systems globally. We consolidated it onto one across all 20 of our brands. Same on our digital system, moved everybody onto Adobe. 
So now globally, no matter what language you're hitting us in, no matter what country, across 85 countries, you're hitting that Adobe system. The benefit of that for us has been immeasurable, but a good example of it is just in terms of innovation. The fewer systems you have, the fewer interfaces you have to build. The fewer times you have to repeat something. So if I want to provide a new mobile feature, if I want to provide a new digital feature on my website, I can do that once. Sure, I have to translate it you know, into different languages, but if I build it once, then I just reskin it based on different brands. Very interesting indeed. And, and uh, so interesting also, as you point out, that you have a variety of constituent groups that you serve uh, from the, your, your colleagues, uh, you call them internal customers, your franchisees, and the end customer, the people who actually are the heads in the beds. Um, and I wonder, how do, you, um, how, how do you and your team remain cognizant of the evolving needs of each of these constituent groups uh, such that you, as you were developing, uh, whether uh, identifying these platforms and, and putting them into place, uh, technology that you might be developing on your own, that you are meeting the needs uh, of those various constituent groups. How do you monitor that? We really are in a unique position there because we're serving them directly and because we're on these common platforms. So for example, uh, if we take reservations as an example, we're using a common reservation platform globally, and we can start to see trends before almost anybody else in the organization. Uh, let's take, for example, what happened even during COVID. We were seeing trends from customers who wanted to know, when was the last time somebody stayed in my room? Can I get a room that nobody has stayed in for 48 or 72 hours? That's a great question. We were hearing that from not only our guests, but also our franchisees who were checking in these guests. And what we realized very quickly is, Let's develop functionality for that. Let's turn that around to them here in the next, not year, but in the next couple of weeks so that if somebody pulls up and they want to stay in a room that hasn't been, been used for 72 hours, we can identify one for them. And unfortunately, at that time, we had a lot of available rooms. So showing them one was, uh, was completely possible. So we were in a unique position there to get the fabled 360 view of the customer just based on their interaction with our systems. Something else that's key that uh, I would encourage all my fellow CIOs to also uh, contemplate is the relationship with the business. We embed our folks alongside uh, our counterparts in the business. So for example, the CMO works with my VP of digital systems. Our COO works directly with somebody who supports the field you know, on a daily basis. And these folks are in their staff meetings. They're part of the strategy session. They're holding themselves accountable mutually on this is what we're going to accomplish together. And if you can do that, then you're ahead of it and you're no longer an order taker, but you're a co-conspirator early on in developing some of these new ideas. I like that. Great, great, way, great way of framing that, to, to be sure. I also really found it interesting, your, um, the fact that you and your team uh, ultimately have responsibility for the contact centers as well, that if somebody dials 1-800-WINDOM, that they're reaching somebody who ultimately reports through to you. Talk a bit about the means by which you can draw insights um, that might even benefit colleagues of yours outside of IT through those interactions and some of the means by which you do so. Absolutely. So again, going back to that common platform theme, uh, so people are calling in, they're making these reservations or they're providing queries. This all goes into a common platform. Once we harmonize that data, put it into a common location, we can start to ask it questions. We can say, okay, what are we seeing? What's trending up? What's trending down? So for example, 
uh, we saw during COVID that suddenly people were very interested in staying near national parks. Uh, we saw that early on because people would query us, you know, on the reservation line, hey, what do you have near a national park? Well, we didn't have an attribute to search our hotels by proximity to national park. When they first asked us, we did two weeks later though, <laughs> because that was a question we needed to be able to answer. So being able to put it into a data platform, being able to harmonize on it and start to realize some of this is important. And then feeding that back into, for example, back into our marketing organization. Hey, marketing team, national parks can be a differentiator for us. What if we went out there and we raised our hand and we have since then, and we have launched a, a media campaign with Travelodge, which has always been affiliated with the National Park Service, where we said, we are your gateway, your entry into America's national parks. So that's one where we've been able to run it full circle. That's really great. You've also, it's been a consequential several years uh, for you. you. You've made allusions to COVID, and I'd love to talk to you about some of the learnings from that and that experience. Uh, but you also, uh, the company had a, had a spin, a major acquisition. Uh, there are obviously significant uh, technology implications to each of those. Talk a bit about managing through the, that tremendous change. It's been incredible. In the four years that I've been here, uh, there's been at least three career defining moments. Most recently there was COVID. Yes. And for COVID, hospitality was at the sharp end of the stick. You know, we went from occupancy in the 80 to 90% level to the equivalent of almost nobody traveling. Uh, people in the restaurant business, in the hospitality business, in the entertainment business were just uh, really, really hurt early on. And what that meant for us is, again, we needed to take a look at our three customer groups. How do we serve them? Like everybody else, our team members suddenly had to work off-site, with the exception of those who were in the hotel. So we had to provide tools that enabled them, of course, to collaborate off-site, to remain secure off-site, to know what was going on and communicate with each other. Luckily, we were Zoom before Zoom was cool. <laughs> so we were able to take Zoom right off. And because most of our platforms were cloud-based, us being able to accept access them from home, not a big deal. We didn't have to dial in for VPN. Uh, we actually have a stat, 85% of our applications did not require VPN. We're able to go straight to the cloud for those. And because our security systems were set up to be cloud-based as well, we were also able to secure those. So that's team members. Then there's the guests themselves. So as we went into COVID, what's the guest interested in? Well, I referred a little earlier to the idea of, okay, room last entry report, but what's really important, what was really important to the guest immediately was cleanliness and communicating that you can count on Wyndham, count on us to clean your room. And something we did immediately there was, whoa, if we're going to clean your room, we have to clean it in a different way we ever have before. We put together mobile housekeeping checklists that it reminded our housekeepers, for example, make sure you wipe the doorknob. Not something they normally would have done. Make sure you leave that bottle of Purell there on the bedside dresser, not something they're accustomed to do so, so that we were cleaning the rooms in a different way. And then our final customer group, as we think about COVID and how we served them was the franchisee. And as a company, the first thing we did is we deferred fees and we deferred the royalties and the fees and things like that for our franchisees because they were going through a hard time. Then we needed to provide our franchisee with new tools that they didn't need or have before. Uh, I spoke a little bit about you know, the last used report. We also allowed our franchisees to start to text and call us. In the past, hey, if you wanted to talk to us, you picked up the phone and called us. What we found is our franchisees had to work the front desk themselves 
because they'd laid folks off. So they needed a channel to communicate where they didn't have to be tied down by the phone. So we opened up a new channel for them. Okay, you wanna text us? You can text us. You wanna wait five minutes until responding because you're checking in one of your few guests that day? You can do so, but we're going to wait for you as well because we're partnered, we're in this together. That's excellent. And talk about the other two. You said that uh, you were, I believe, going in reverse chronology of the three, uh, three major events Sorry, of your career. I got so excited about COVID there. <laughs> that's behind us. I am glad that's behind us, Peter. Yes. So yeah, other career defining, defining moments, and I'll go reverse cr chronology, is uh, the La Quinta acquisition. So we acquired La Quinta. We paid about $2 billion for La Quinta, incredible brand with 900 hotels based, uh, based in Texas. They became our 20th brand into the Wyndham portfolio. We integrated them from the time we announced it until the time they were fully integrated was 10 months. Never been done before in the hospitality industry and unlikely to be done again. We just had the scale in order to execute it. We converted all 900 hotels to a new property management system. That system that they use to check you in and out, Peter, in 24 hours, which is Absolutely incredible and mind-boggling. And the, uh, the franchisee, the people in these hotels, all of their systems change from their loyalty system to their reservation system to the property management system, all changed within that space of 24 hours as we worked with them to bring them on. This was great for them because suddenly they had more distribution. You know, they were able to distribute their product using the Wyndham brand into a larger audience as well. It was great for us because we realized the synergies. And then if we go back one more, Wyndham Hotels used to be part of three companies that were part of Wyndham Worldwide. We had to spin off. Uh, they sold one of them and then we spun off from our brothers and sisters at Wyndham Destinations, now Travel and Leisure. So they've rebranded and they're now Travel and Leisure. And when we spun off, we had to establish the infrastructure, the security, the standalone systems, the SOX reporting, the compliance reporting, so that from day one, we were going to be compliant and ready to go. And on that very first day, June 4th, 2018, we rang the bell on the NYSE. We were compliant. We were completely ready. And that spinoff gave us one of the platforms for us instead of lifting and shifting, you know, just moving systems across. In some cases, we were able to go up the triangle, up the hypotenuse of the high triangle and transform. So instead of just lifting and shifting systems from our old corporate view, what we said is this gives us an opportunity to replatform some of those and put them somewhere else, you know, put them into AWS or put them into a software as a service provider. Well, that's a fascinating stories and really interesting examples, Scott, to what do you attribute the your ability to change at such a rapid pace, you mentioned, you know, integration at such a uh, you know, mind-boggling uh, pace. For example, you you talked about uh, the the the, the spin-out and how quickly that that happened and transpired. What are some of the factors that have been, uh, you know, the, the the keys to that success? Would you say there are three key ones here? One is a common goal, knowing that we are going to spin on June fourth, knowing that okay, we are going to integrate by this date, by uh, April third. Actually, I remember that as well allowed us to rally, not just IT, but rally the entire business on achieving that date. Secondly is our platforms. We knew what we were plugging into. We knew where we wanted to go. We had the proverbial North Star. We knew that, okay, why wouldn't we use as our service system, for example, salesforce.com? That's where we're going. 
we didn't have to go through that assessment and analysis. And each one of these systems are scalable. You know, plug in another 900 hotels, guess what? It did, it worked. It did what cloud is supposed to do, which is great. And then thirdly, and probably most importantly is the team. The team here, the Wyndham culture, the collaborative culture, uh, once we've established the goal, once we have the tools to enable everybody to be successful, our culture is count on me. And the team, every, every member of the team rallies and delivers based on that culture. Scott, you mentioned an emphasis on the cloud in terms of your your infrastructure broadly broadly uh, um, considered and the, the platforms that you invest in and so on. Uh, talk a bit about the advantages or the wisdom of that, especially during the trying times of the past uh, 12, 14 months. The cloud investment really paid off and cloud means different things to different people. Uh, but for us, what was really key about it is it was elastic. And people oftentimes think of cloud, okay, I, somebody else is hosting it but it also means generally you're paying for what you use. And if there's fewer guests, fewer reservations, fewer calls, then by definition, you're paying less per transaction. So what that allowed us to do is to flex our costs down during the pandemic because we weren't paying for a massive infrastructure that costs the same regardless of what went through it. The other benefit of that is then as we needed to ramp up and as we look forward to a very busy summer season, we will be able to ramp that up and we know that that should scale. We've proven that could scale, in fact, based on our acquisition of La Quinta and plugging in that 900 hotels into those cloud systems, boom, it scaled right up for us. Scott, one of the major priorities for a lot of organizations, uh, no matter the industry, once everyone was uh, operating in quarantine, was uh, was security. All of a sudden, the threat landscape, so to say, proliferated from our offices to everyone's homes. Um, talk a bit about the way in which you managed security uh, as an IT leader. So we live on uh, Hospitality Street. My CISO likes to remind me. And Hospitality Street has a lot of big houses on it that burglars actually want to come into because there's a perception that you have credit card information, you have PII, uh, personally identifiable information, you have passport, you have loyalty programs, you have stuff that they're going to be interested in taking from you. So security has always been job one here. And what we found at Wyndham is you have to build security in from the beginning. So for example, we recently launched a mobile app during, uh, during the pandemic. And we designed that mobile app from the very beginning to be secure. It's not something we tried to put in later during the quality assurance cycle. We said, okay, how do we keep bots out of our mobile app? How do we use biometrics? How do we encrypt data wherever we can? And we built that in from the start. Another key aspect for us has been is we've tried to use cloud security wherever we can. Again, ah, what's the benefit of cloud security? Well, we set up our network, for example, our network security, so that it always goes through a cloud proxy. So that if you're sitting at a coffee shop, you're sitting at Starbucks, or you're working at home, or you're working in China, you're still going to go through that proxy and be protected. So we don't have to worry about necessarily what network that you're going to be on. Excellent. You, you mentioned uh, COVID and the the pain of that experience um, and and the, this period of enormous resilience. Um, you talked about uh, being the sharp end of the stick, hospitality, one of the industries that was was uh, most adversely impacted for obvious reasons because travel essentially came to a halt in so many places around the world, in essence. Um, 
Talk a bit about what what you foresee for the future. Um, are you proceeding with optimism? Do you see growth in people coming back to travel? Um, you know, what, what do you see so far in terms of the extent to which you're analyzing it, the mix between uh, business travel or, or personal travel? Any insights there? Sure. So I don't know about you, but I'm actually looking forward to getting on an airplane. I'm looking forward to going somewhere with my family. And we believe that's that's common. We believe that the summer should be a very, very high travel season for us. And we're prepared for that. Uh, again, those cloud platforms and everything, we believe they're going to scale up. We believe people are going to want to travel, uh, perhaps in ways they haven't before. So perhaps taking longer vacations or perhaps mixing a little bit of that uh, business with pleasure. If you're able to dial in from anywhere, why not do so and take a little bit more time there? Something that I'm really excited about from a technology standpoint is the convergence of mobile with 5G and AI. So we made a massive investment during COVID on our mobile platform. We saw early on that contactless, uh, that minimizing interactions with other people is, was going to be key during this crisis. We had no idea how long the crisis was going to go. So we invested in our mobile platform and invested in a number of features there. As we look at leveraging that mobile platform and then adding in 5G, so 5G will enable us to send richer content, more content, uh, perhaps even AR, uh, augmented reality, out to folks in the field that we haven't been able to do before as part of a promotion. So Peter's driving down the highway. We know that he might be interested in a hotel because we know he's no longer near his home. What if we sent him a promotion that said, hey, you're 10 minutes from a window, which by the way, you are, Peter, no matter where you are in the United States on average, <laughs> you are 10 minutes from a window. Hey, you're 10 minutes from a window. Take a look at this little movie we have. Ideally, somebody else in your car is looking at it that describes the closest properties to you. 5G could enable that. Now couple that with AI. AI that in turn knows that when Peter normally comes, you know what, he asks for extra towels every time. Or he travels with a pet. Okay, here's some of our hotels that accept pets. The AI could then recognize that, make the association for us and help build out a promotional offer that is unique to you. And something that's exciting about that you know, again, going back to platforms, we invested in our mobile platform in the same time during COVID, we invested in a customer data platform. Uh, we had never made that level of investment or, or had that level of focus on the pure customer, on the pure guest before, but we did so over the past year. And what that allows us to do is pull in that customer data, enrich it, and then build those custom promos. So as I look towards the future, I really see it as a convergence of those three macro trends in turn built on our platforms. Well, Scott Strickland, thank you so much for joining me on Technovation today. It's been a great conversation. Uh, so many details about your tenure, uh, your four years at Wyndham, uh, the, the major initiatives that you've led, the crisis that you've led through over the course of the past year. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Thank you.